Today is a uh, today is a dark day in America for the American people. It is September the second of 2023, and we uh, we lost a good man today. Jimmy Buffet dies at the age of 76. 76. We're gonna have a five second moment of silence, followed by some taps. Travel like a local, but your French is Trey Sorry, Download the Google app to help you figure it out. Just tap. Sorry about that. Rest in peace to Jimmy Buffet's. Not zucchini, fettuccine, or bulgur wheat, but a big warm bun and a huge hunk <laughs> of meat. I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. Heaven on earth with an onion slice. Not too particular, not too precise. I'm just a cheeseburger in paradise. Uh, like we said in the opening, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffet. Um, a legend, really. Um, an Americana. Yeah, he really is. And I, um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't listen to a lot of his music, but I mean, obviously I listened to some of the hits. You know, Margaritaville. But I feel like Margaritaville and Five O'Clock Somewhere is too, like... Five O'Clock Somewhere, like Margaritaville. Uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise is a pretty popular one. Uh, Knee Deep with the Zach Brown Band. Yeah, I personally really, like, only know the words to Knee Deep. Like, that's yeah. the song that I listen to. I mean, like, when I hear Jimmy Buffett, I think Margaritaville. But I only know Knee Deep, so... Jimmy Buffett is, like, a very unique artist in which like you don't think about Jimmy Buffett every day like I like I'll never get in my car and just play Jimmy Buffett but like when you're at the beach you're oh, yeah. sitting in one of those beachside restaurants you can you better can you like it's gonna be playing I don't know yeah. what I was trying to say there, but it's going to be playing. I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett will just be playing just through the air if you're at the beach somewhere. Yeah, like the wave even crash. If there's, yeah, even if there's no speakers, you just hear it. Yeah. You hear him because <laughs> he's there. And there's, it's just, there's just something about, like, when, like if you turn on some Jimmy Buffett, after you're done with this episode, go play Margaritaville or, like, 5 o'clock somewhere, and, like, you're just going to feel like you're at the beach. Yeah, close your eyes. And you're going to start hearing, it's like uh, when you hold up a conch shell, you just hear the waves crash and the yeah. kids screaming, football throwing, yeah, just beach volleyball. Just you hear all that. Just sit in your car, play some Margaritaville, close your eyes, even if you're driving because, you know, it's, it's Jimmy Buffett. Then take, like, the water or whatever drink you have in your cup holder and just pour it on your feet and imagine you're just sitting at the ocean. Is what I do sometimes on my, on my way to work. And it, it just takes me back to, to good places. Yeah, I always think of, um, it always takes me back to different times when I was at the beach when I hear Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Jimmy Buffett's pretty cool in the sense that um, he's not even, like, from, like, 
Florida, like where you would think of, or like yeah. the Caribbean. Like he's from like Mississippi or like Alabama. Like you would you would think that he like lives in a retirement village in Florida. Yeah, and he uh, he's like from Mississippi or something like that, and he like grew up like in like the swamp part of the Gulf. I'm Did pretty he? sure. I didn't know that. I'm are pretty you, sure. Are you related to him? No, but I read his bio today after he died, uh, and I posted this cool picture of him, you know, on Instagram or like shared it as a story, yeah. and it was like all animated and stuff. It was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy Buffett's like one of those people that like everybody knows, and I'm pretty sure that some people don't even really know what he does. Everybody just knows his name. Yeah. No, like I get him confused with Warren Buffett often. <laughs> whenever people are talking about one or the other, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I know the tax guy. One yeah. of them has a better life. Yeah. One of them has I more money, and the honestly, other one has a better life. I don't know which one is which, honestly. Yeah, one of them is like the third richest guy in the world, and then one of them made his living off of talking about sitting on a beach and doing nothing. With his knees in the water. Knee deep, some would say. Knee deep. I like that. But, yeah, I mean, we know that you guys have been desperately waiting to hear our opinion on Jimmy Buffett yeah. since he died, since you heard the news. And, so, and if you uh, didn't know, I'm sorry to break it to you like this, but, you know, I hope it's I hope it's easy on you. I hope yeah. it's not too tough for you. And um, if, you're, if you're just having a hard time with the news – um, or maybe this is the first time you're hearing of it. Uh, me and Dylan would like to sit down and just tell you some uh, sentimental stories we have of times that um, that, that we and, and Jimmy Buffett have experienced in the past. Um, kind of like we did when um, the Queen died, Queen Elizabeth, R.I.P., um, Liz. Just under a year ago, we've had two tragic deaths. Lizzo. Um, Queen Lizzo, not... Queen Lizzo. Yeah, not the singer. <laughs> um... But yeah, after after I heard the news today, I sat on my front porch uh, listening to Margaritaville, five o'clock somewhere, knee deep on repeat, smoking Marlboro Reds, and <laughs> thinking back on just the different encounters I had with Jimmy Buffett while he was still with us. I actually I actually did listen to him today on the on the way to um, on the way to uh, a family member's house because we went to. Watch the game. By the way, baby, Tennessee football is back. It is back today. Um, but anyways, we'll talk about football later. Right now it's Jimmy Buffett time. Yeah. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. Um, Dylan, would you like to go first with um, some sentimental stories? Well, you can share because we can sandwich it because I have one last. Okay. So, okay. Um, so uh, when I was in I was in the, the fifth grade, and um, we took a field trip. Towards the end of the school year, you know, they always do a big field trip. Some people go um, to, you know, like a city nearby, just go and explore. Um, well, our fifth grade, we went to the Bahamas, actually. And uh, they flew us down there. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just chilling on the beach with all the Bahamanese people. And, uh, you know, we were playing playing sports balls with them and uh, things of that nature. And then, and then I looked up. Um, you know, cause I, I caught a, I caught a, like a 150 yard pass and I looked up cause I was running towards the end zone, but the, the end zone wasn't clearly marked and I, um, I was lost and I didn't know where I was. And so I was, you know, frantically running around. I was crying and, um, I just didn't know what to do. You know, like I had, I had such an incredible catch and then all of a sudden I just see this guy in his beach chair. He's just laying there with his shirt off. He's like, hey, kid, come over here. 
And I was like, what? And so I went over there. And he was like, he was like, um, my name's Jimmy. And I was like, what's up? My name's Zach. And he's like, I'm a criminal that escaped from prison. And then all of a sudden, there was a hard punch to the side of his head, and he fell over. And then the real Jimmy Buffett was there, who threw the punch. And he's like, you lost, kid? I was like, yeah. So he took me by my hand, and we flew in his jetpack back to our school group. And before um, before he left, he gave me his last margarita that he had, the margarita in a can. That was the first time I had a margarita when I was in the fifth grade. came from Jimmy Buffett himself. Um, so just a selfless guy all around. Yeah, I mean he's a not exactly a law-abiding citizen, but he's a good he's a good fella at heart. Uh, oddly enough, one of my stories is about being out at the ocean. I don't know how that happened, but uh, I remember one time we were out there. Honestly, it might have been the same trip. I, I don't yeah. remember, but fifth grade trip to the Bahamas was that it? I think so, and we were on like a deep sea fishing boat. We I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was the same time. Um, so we're out there deep sea fishing. And this, I think, was like probably a couple hours after your whole encounter, and we were we were like fifty miles off coast. Like we were yeah. we were out there. I remember we were fishing for great whites or something like that. Yeah, we were great whites and grady whites and um, and squid. Yeah, and uh, I, I remember. So I casted my rod, you know, uh, just this huge deep sea fishing rod made to catch whatever wells, whatever you can get on it. And I get a bite that's the strongest bite I've ever experienced. And I've fished for a long time. I fished since I was a little kid. And I get this really strong bite. And I'm reeling it in. And it's, you know, it's it's tugging. And I'm, I'm like, really fighting with this thing, you know. And sorry, I get emotional when I talk about this. But, but I, I'm really fighting with it. <clears throat> and I'm tugging it up and... It's like swimming away, and I can't. I'm wrestling with it for probably two or three minutes. My arm is so tired; it's sore out of its mind. And all of a sudden, you know, I get the hook near the surface of the water, and then out jumps the fish. And on the hook was none other than Jimmy Buffett himself, wearing like a 007 tuxedo. And he jumps, he jumps out of the water on one side of the boat, and he gets, oh, and he, he like is doing a flip, so he's upside down by the time he crosses over. It's like a, it's like a straight out of a James Bond movie. He like does a backflip over a boat like a ninja, and he winks at me in the air and says, "Nice try, kid." And then he goes, he flips on the other side. He jumps up on the back of the boat and takes out the captain. Who apparently wasn't a deep sea fishing instructor. Mm, he was shallow. He was sink. a serial killer. No, no. And so he was going to sink that boat with all of us out there on it. But Jimmy Buffett saved the day. I remember that. He saved two lives in one day. <laughs> on a fifth grade field trip. To the Bahamas. Um Yeah, I remember this one time. This was uh this was a couple years ago and there was a um <clears throat> this this is this is um this is actually when I was little. Um, there was this orphanage that I lived at. Um, I did. I, I grew up with my parents, but you know, sometimes I would live in orphanages, um, just when they went on vacation. And um, I was at this orphanage, and um, we were really upset because we we did, like didn't have any Christmas presents. And um, 
we were just going to do Christmas without presents and we were all really sad. And, um, and then all of a sudden the door busts open and it's Santa Claus and Santa Claus just has this big sack of gifts and, um, and we're all, you know, super excited. We're like jumping and screaming. We're like, you know, Santa's brought us gifts. Um, and all of a sudden Santa's, um, head explodes Hmm. And he falls to the floor, and behind him was Jimmy Buffett with an RPG over his shoulder. And so, you know, we're all, like, terrified. We're like, why did Jimmy Buffett just take out Santa Claus with a rocket-propelled grenade? And he was like, he was like, that wasn't Santa Claus. That was Ted Bundy. And so we took off his, his mask, oh, and it goodness, was Ted Bundy. And um, all of his, all the presents he brought were just full of drugs. Dude, what a good fella. And, um... And then Jimmy Buffett was like, "Was like, kids, don't worry about not having presents for Christmas, because it's not even Christmas." And then he went and he fixed our calendar for us. It was actually the middle of April. What a genuine, just good-hearted fella. I remember this one time, and this was, uh, I believe, this was in a two thousand eight. Yeah. Uh, PGA Tour Championship. I think I was five years old. And I'm playing in it right. And it's me and Jimmy Sweep, actually. Jimmy Facero is in it. Shout out to Jimmy Sweep. And uh, we're teeing off on the 18th hole. We're in a in a tie-breaking situation. It's me and him. We're two shots ahead of the rest of the field. And it's a par three because they, they switched it up. They moved. They switched the holes and made 18 a par three. Mm-hmm. And so I hit... You know, I hit my pitching wedge into the green, and I land it two feet right of the hole. It rolls back to, like, four feet away. Uh, and everybody, you know, kind of freaks out. And in the midst of everybody freaking out, because I'm like, I know Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Sweep is like, he's birdieing this hole. The and second I'm scared greatest that I'm Jimmy. Like, yeah, exactly. And he's birdieing this hole. He's going to beat me if I don't make a hole in one right here. Uh, or, like, we're going to go to a playoff. I'm not going to. My nerves are going to get the best of me. And in the smoothest fashion you've ever seen, Jimmy Buffett from underneath the green cuts a new hole <laughs> and replaces the old one from underneath the ground so smooth that nobody even noticed. And, and when everybody, you know, everybody's cheering with their eyes closed, freaking out. And as soon as everybody comes back to and realizes what's going on, my hole was in the cup and I made a hole in one yeah. to win to win the tour championship and it was all thanks to jimmy buffett and like i don't know and to help describe i don't know if you guys have ever seen uh the barnyard the barnyard movie but there's a scene in there where gophers are underneath the ground and they give uh they give otis hole in one it is the same thing that jimmy Mm -hmm. buffett did for me and so all around he's just a great incredible person and there's nobody that you would meet that was like him he was one of a kind and the best soul on the planet. Yeah. Um, this one time, I think this will be our our last um, story reminiscing. Um, this was this was a couple years ago. I was in my mid seventies, and I'm you know I'd re- retired already. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was living I was living on the beaches of uh, of Florida, you know, down south towards the Keys. And um, I'm walking around the beach one morning, beautiful morning. I got my metal detector out, like, you know, like us seven-year-old guys do. 
And I'm just, you know, just scanning the sand, looking for stuff. You know, I'd found like a couple pennies, a couple, uh, couple screws here and there. Um, you know, just a 19th century, you know, cannonballs stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just stuff you find. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden, I get this huge, um, this loud beeping sound. Now I'm, I've uh, forgotten how to use a metal detector, so I don't know if there's a louder beep when there's more metal. But it was a louder beep. Yeah. So it was probably more metal. Yeah. Um, if you're a metal detector enthusiast, ch- uh, fact check me on that. But. But I got this huge beep, and I'm like, man, there's something big right here. And so I start digging in the sand. And, I mean, all like all day, like I'm digging for hours, and I'm not finding anything. And then all of a sudden, I'm digging, and then I hit, I hit like this, this wooden box. And I'm like, yo, like, what is this? And so I uncover this huge wooden chest, and I pull it out. Okay, and I, you know, I hired a, you know, I, you know, I had a buddy who who owned a crane, and so my buddy with the crane pulled. I call him um, Crane Joe. He uh, he pulled up, he pulled my box out of the hole, and so it's got a combination lock on it, um, and so I just used the big cannonball that I found. I broke the combination lock and I opened it up, and there sitting in the box playing his guitar was Jimmy Buffett, <laughs> and he was just singing songs. And I was like, I was like, Jimmy Buffett, like, what are you doing here? And he's like, he's like, you know, the fame was just getting to me. And so I, I put myself in this box and then I used Crane Joe to lower me down there. I don't know why Crane Joe just didn't tell me that that was Jimmy Buffett, but, and then he, he buried himself. He was just chilling in there. And I was like, but there's no metal here. Like what went off? And he was like, oh, that's my liver, you know, from all the, the margaritas that just gave me a steel liver. And so, um. Jimmy Buffett with his steel liver. And I was like, man, like I did all this digging and I didn't get any money. And so he just he just hands me 10 bucks out of his wallet. And he's like, here's for digging me out. And then uh, Crane Joe lowered him back down. And and um, I think that was actually how he died was in that box. So. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Must have been another, um, another metal detector found him. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. Um, anyways, moving on, uh, Dylan. Do you have anything else to say about the legend? Uh, about Jimmy Buffett? No, like James I just, Buffet. You know, I really just, I just hope he's remembered as as the good guy that I knew him as. Yeah. You know, I don't want, I don't want his name to be tarnished for tweets that he made twenty years ago or anything like that, uh, or ten years ago, whatever. Or yesterday. Yeah, or yesterday. He's an old, you know, he's old. You know, so he had maybe different points of views than a lot of people would have today. But he was he was a good fella. He always meant well. Yeah. Um, so moving on from Jimmy Buffett, um, today is the first official Saturday of college football. Um, we've had a couple of little bitty games here and there, but this is the official, like, first week one um, I had some college football coming back. If you don't know anything about me and Dylan, we love college football. Um, before we were recording, we were actually sitting down and watching college football. And we, um, um, you know, Tennessee played today. Tennessee's doing really good. Uh, playoff contender, in my point of view. It's a little early to call that. But I did have something I wanted to point out. I, th- yeah. I don't know if, if I've heard. S- do what? 56. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if I've heard someone say this or if I thought it up myself. Yeah. But you know what is insane? Army and Navy have like a football team. Okay, there's like the Army Navy team. Yeah. And they're terrible. Like yeah. Like like fifty percent of our U.S. budget goes to like military defense, and we have like an Army Navy team that are just losing to a bunch of college kids. Yeah, can you imagine if our Army team played like Germany? Yeah. I mean a bunch. I mean it'd be like a bunch of like, never mind. But you know, it, I feel like they, they they would be willing to use more force than we would. Yeah. Speaking of football, by the way, is this we, him? We have a state champ. What? In our presence right now. Is that a Jonah. state champion? It's been a state champion. Hello. Say hello. Hello. What's up? What's up? 30% off podcast right here. Yeah. It's, and so and that was the voice of Jonah Arnder that you just heard. He smells really nice right now. He I just want to I can smell that. from over here. Yeah. And um, Thanks. don't That's look offended. Smell. Yeah. It's his compliment. And uh, so you've heard his voice on here before, but he's never he's never been a, he's never been a person with us. Oh, from a phone call? Yeah, he, yeah, he was on a phone call. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we brought him on today, and it's perfect because we're talking about football. Yeah, but before we get to that, Jonah, do you have anything you'd like to say about the legend Jimmy Buffett passing away this morning? Um, I say in honor of Jimmy, we go, we go dance tonight. We're gonna go dance tonight. We're gonna go dance tonight. We are gonna go dance tonight yeah, in honor of Jimmy Buffett. Tonight. Yeah. We can. Uh, I I can almost guarantee you they're gonna. We be can drink some Jimmy root Buffett. beer. We can drink some root beer. For yeah, we're mm-hmm. gonna drink root beer while yeah. the people around us probably won't. Uh, <laughs> they're for sure not gonna be drinking root beer. <laughs> yeah, there will probably be a lot of margaritas in the room tonight. Yeah, they'll a hundred percent. I didn't even think about that. They'll play Jimmy Buffett tonight. Oh yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah, back to football. Um, Jonah, did you have any? Did you have anything you wanted to say about uh, week one of college football today? Anything you, anything you saw today that stood out to you? Uh, first of all, go balls. Yeah, yeah. we took some dubs today. Um, I guess Virginia. So let's. I heard the most entertaining interview I've ever heard today it was uh, Deion Sanders. I don't know if y'all heard it. Or the post game. It, it was a pretty pretty funny interview. Yeah, I, I seen I seen the post game interview. It was pretty fun. He. Uh, I mean, it was loud. Like, I don't remember really what he said, but I remember he was yelling in the mic. And he was thanking Jesus a lot. So good. He was like, Thank you, Jesus. And, like, thanks for all the support back in the hood. Oh, yeah. He said, Oh, yeah. Thanks thanks for the hood that's, like, holding it down for me or something. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of players, they'll do, like, their, it'll be like, they'll be doing, like, their pre game, whatever. They'll be talking about him, especially the beginning of the season. He'd be like, you see this player right here? Like he, he was like, he was like the oldest of twelve kids, and he like raised them all himself. He worked fifteen jobs, and like now he's here, and he brought his whole family with him. And like you turn, and they're like the most like hype people in the stands. Like the game is forty five minutes from starting, and they're yeah. like losing their minds. And then you have some kids where it's like, where it's like, um, you know, he. He grew up in the suburbs, and, you know, he just kind of went to, like, a really rich private school. And, like, his parents up there, they just look like they like want to jump off a bridge. They're yeah, they're, like, they're in the press box, like, yeah. drinking <laughs> Nick Saban's wine. <laughs> yeah, I, bo- I bought on the Nick Saban game them personally. Um, but, uh, uh, Jonah, state champion, I mean – that's that's probably the most impressive thing I've ever heard in my life um, for Anderson County, Anderson County football. Uh, just t- tell us a little bit about um, how you guys did that. 
So uh, the state championship run is pretty good, pretty great. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know how we did it because hmm. uh, pretty much the whole season we just we would just goof off there in practice and goof off in the weight room and I mean, we put in a lot of work though, but we goofed off a lot. So if you want to win a state championship, I guess you just goof off. Just be lazy and just don't be, don't I mean, really we, care we about anything. We that weren't you're doing. lazy, but like, uh, can you speak? Can you speak a little bit about the team's performance this year after they lost the legendary Jonah Arner? How how it's been going for them? So yeah, I mean, uh, not good. Losing <laughs> that, losing the bad, losing the five foot nine, two hundred pound center center right here uh, really hurt the team a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're they're a young team. They haven't played together a while. Um, have a, a rough start to the season, but they're they're making improvements every week. So I think. Are we going to see them back in the playoffs? Oh, uh, they're for picture sure this year. They will for sure make the playoffs. You think they're how, going how the distance? They go, I, I'm not sure yet. Is it? Is there any way to not make the playoffs? Yeah, you have to be really bad. Uh, we sh- we're going to win. Well, we're zero and three, so it's not looking good. We're going to win our region again. We're going to be region champs for seven years in a row. So. Have we lost any like conference games though? We haven't lost a region game in six years. I think what I think what will happen, I think that they'll, you know, they'll scrap their way into the playoffs, and then probably first round win win a close one, and the second round they're going to get desperate around the fourth quarter. They'll be down by 13, yeah. 15 maybe, and. Uh, Jonah Arder will be on the sidelines recording as he does now with doing the photography. Yeah. And um, GT himself, who is one of the coaches on on the football team, yeah. is going to grab Jonah Arder, carry him to the locker room, and make him strap on his old jersey. And Jonah Arder is going to go out and snap that ball and save the game. No pads, just the jersey. Yeah, just jersey and a pair of shorts. Not even foot. And one of those like one of those like nineteen twenties like leather helmets. Not going to have any spats on or nothing. No drip. But Jonah's going to come out, take his chain off, roughneck, just grind, just, just like iron, iron. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but he's going to play just like a man's football game and just throw them kids around, snap that ball like nobody's ever seen since his retirement, and he's going to save the game, probably have like – probably run three center sneaks straight up the middle and just score three touchdowns and win the game. That's that's what I see happening, honestly. And then, I mean, I can see them like putting Jonah in and like – like f- like fourth quarter, ten seconds to go, like tied up, and Anderson County has the ball. Like they put Jonah in, he got him tied up. Okay, he's got him almost all the way there, yeah. but they just need that little extra edge to push him over. And GT is going to be desperate because he's going to be like, we don't have any good receivers. And then he's going to look up in the stands, and at the very top, he's going to see Jimmy Buffett himself <laughs> standing at the top of the stands. He's going to be like, Jimmy, come down here. And Jimmy Buffett's going to be like, No, I'm good. He's going to be like. We have a margarita machine on the sidelines. And before he even finishes saying that, Jimmy yeah, Buffett's there. Are so good in the concession stand. Probably so, yeah. Jimmy Buffett is there. And so they put him in and 12-yard Hail Mary. Jimmy 12 Buffett. 12-yard Hail Mary. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett snatches it to take the win. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I like that scenario. Yeah. Uh, I like Jonah saving the game a little bit better. But I, I'll, I'll give my respect to Jimmy. I think yeah. he could do it. I mean, Jonah. Jonah brought him there, but Jimmy yeah, just Jimmy, had to. Jimmy, you know, 
Push him over the edge. Dynamic duo. It's been a rough day. We were talking about when you walked in, Jonah, about how um, Army and Navy have a football team and they're, like, terrible. Like, I don't know why they haven't introduced, like, tanks or, like, AK-47s in the game yet because, like, they have all that. Yeah. Like, you think Notre Dame's got a tank? No. Grenades, baby. Yeah. Yeah, potatoes. They're Irish. Potato they could throw. Oh, yeah, they could yeah, throw yeah. potatoes, and then the army could just like. I mean, why don't they just like get the, you know, like deflate gate? Tom Brady deflated the ball. They could do the same thing, except they can just like put like timer bombs in them, and then just like throw them, and like they're li- like you'd be like, oh, he's about to throw a bomb, and everybody will think it's all right because it's just playing Notre Dame. They can call it potato gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Notre. I mean, uh, army and navy is kind of a weird scenario because. They're also, you know, they're in the military while they're playing, so their school is a lot harder. And they're, uh, what they're in the military? Yeah. Like active duty? Like they're, yeah, they're active. They have to do. They have to meet uh, height and weight requirements and. Everything. I mean, I, I mean, I so thought that like. That's why you, you don't see some you know three hundred and fifty pound lineman for uh, for army or navy, and that that that's a uh, if you don't have big big dudes up front, it's kind of hard to to win in college. I thought it was more of like a. I thought I thought it was more of like a um, like an ROTC, like a like a next level ROTC. I thought that's like what Army was. So I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could be wrong on this, but I, last year Navy had a player that was really good. He was going to go to the NFL. He was going to get drafted, but he had ties to the Army for like a six year period, so he couldn't. Like they had to really pull some strings for him to get drafted because of. Uh, how do you pull strings with the U.S. government? That, that's a great. Question. How does how does the Baltimore Ravens like call up the Pentagon and be like, "Hey, I know you like this guy, but well, well, <laughs> we, need, we need a receiver. We need him on Sunday morning." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're, a, can we do like a like a reverse National Guard where he comes yeah. to work for us on the weekends? <laughs> that's what the Ravens would say. But I just think, call the secretary. So, so, so like, if you're gonna be. If you're about to be famous or are famous, you can get discharged from the military pretty easily, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, maybe not easily, but you can get honorably discharged. Well, Elvis did that. I don't know about Johnny Cash. Maybe Johnny Cash. My dad got honorably discharged, so maybe he's famous. Yeah, Zach's dad is famous. Um, Who else? Uh, Zach Zach Bryan was Yeah, Zach Bryan. That's what I was thinking about. Zach Bryan got discharged. But he was – was he still active whenever he, like, blew up? Yeah, he was. I didn't know that. Yeah. He – well, he ne- he never planned on he were planned on t- retiring from the navy, mm-hmm. and so he he never had a thought to to leave. And to, they made him. I was mm-hmm. listening to him talk about it. They made him, but they yeah, leave the navy. yeah, cause he was too famous. Um, yeah, like you can't you can't be like Elvis Presley and like go undercover for the army. Like yeah. they, I think they get harassed by a bunch of military. I mean, honestly, you. Would you be better at going undercover or like worse? Because you could go undercover as Elvis Presley and be like secretly doing military work and no one would know. You could like have a gun in your guitar. I like well, yeah, somebody. I guess if you if you didn't if they didn't know you were in there and you no. could be in there. You secretly but, join the army? Yeah, but I do think I think like being a regular person is obviously it's easier to Yeah. You just be regular, nobody knows who you are. Um, I mean, it would work for Jonah. Jonah would probably have to get discharged if he tried to join. They wouldn't. He wouldn't make it in. He's too famous. Speaking of famous people, um, Taylor Swift just went on her Eras tour, and now they are playing her Eras tour in theaters. Like, like they like sold tickets to go to the theater to watch a live stream. 
of the concert. No, no, to watch a recorded video of the concert. And yes. the tickets sold out. It's like the second fastest sellout in history behind like Avengers Infinity War Endgame or something like That's that. That's freaking crazy. Like who and like like I literally saw somebody post on Facebook that she had bought tickets and then didn't realize that she wasn't going to be able to be there that day, so she resold them. And she said she bought them for sixty dollars. She paid sixty dollars to for go a movie theater to like go a, to a movie theater. Like a what? Like a Cinnabar movie? I don't know. Do they like get food and stuff. I mean, probably, maybe. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know. Like, I couldn't name one song that Taylor Swift sings. I can name a couple. I mean, Taylor Swift is like she's. I, mean, I could probably hear something. Like, she's she's like, good. But she's not as good as people make her out to be. Okay, no. Kanye West made her famous. I'll say that. Kanye's that's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. Kanye did make her famous. He has a song about making her famous. I won't sing it. He created a career. Well, she guys want me to sing it. Yeah. What song are you open up with today? Uh, uh, Margaret or uh, cheeseburger, no, cheeseburger in paradise. paradise. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Right and I think uh, I think uh, we're about to come to a close. So we're going to go ahead and um, if you guys are down for it, we can sing Margaritaville to close us out. Yeah, it sounds good to me. We're also wearing clothes. Um, you guys ready? It's a trending search on Google right now. Yeah, it is. Jimmy Buffett is? Jimmy Buffett? It could be because he just died this morning, Jonah. Show a little respect. You guys want to start off from the chorus? Absolutely we do. All right. Wasting away again in Margaritaville. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a woman to blame, but I know. It's nobody's fault. This has been 30% off. Bye, Jonah.